0: and thank you for the download. It's Friday, November 12th, and this is episode 42 of the Marty Called podcast. I'm Tim Grassy, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Skipper Ben. What's up, Ben?
1: Oh, my tummy hurts right now, real bad.
0: <laughs> oh, wait, that's Josh. Never mind, I'm good. <laughs> and the salt and the sake. What's up, Josh?
2: Uh, you're going to have to change my name to the Imam of Imodium, I think, because I'm having <laughs> some uh, serious plumbing issues over here this evening.
0: Well, we can have some pyrotechnics going on in the background. Be sure to bring the microphone into the bathroom.
2: Yeah, if there's any long periods of silence for me, in addition to appreciating, you know, how nice that is, just understand (laughs) that uh, it's medically required.
0: Well that is good to know. I'm sure all of our listeners uh, hopefully all, after a, better like a, off for knowing that. <laughs> after a big breakfast are now uh, thinking of you on the shitter. So mm-hmm. more a good fireworks start. in Josh's bathroom than a harmonious. <laughs> that doesn't take much. Yep, yep. Well we already shot on harmonious and I don't really want to talk about that anymore. Um, so we got new things to shit on this week. Uh, Genie Plus. Are these all shit puns or what are you doing? Uh, right there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is this is this is gonna be for the whole night. <laughs> We're just getting our mature rating real quick exactly yeah. exactly so we've got a few uh, t- uh, topics to hit on since the last month when we recorded and then'm hey, hitting on you we have some some listener questions as well uh, which we haven't uh, haven't done in quite some time so uh, I don't have for, listeners that's why that helps actually it really is a big benefactor to these listener question shows but we like doing them so uh, Marty called dot gmail.com if you want to get your listener questioners questioners listener questions in on our next listener question show which may or may not be uh, Next year, when so, are we going
1: to let the listeners know that McClintock
2: is a person that we just made up
1: and yes. he doesn't really submit questions?
0: He's our
2: producer. He's the he's the Baba Booey of the show. <laughs> <laughs> he's in his little booth right now.
0: Didn't uh, Kingdom Cast do that like in the early days? <laughs> like they just made up ridiculous <laughs> questions and answered them. <laughs> that sounds like something Gary would do. So <laughs> classy, anyway, um, Genie Plus has rolled out. I don't know how much you guys have monitored it. There weren't really surprises in it from a distribution standpoint. I think pretty much everything uh, is as it was with, I think, the lone exception of Jungle Cruise, where that is rivaling Peter Pan's flight for the most popular lightning lane in the Magic Kingdom. But other predictable things, Slinky Dog Dash, far and away the most popular lightning lane across the board for anything that's included in that $15. Uh, Smuggler's Run isn't far behind uh, rise of the resistance for an upcharge at $15. Uh, you, you don't get used to that $15 price point because that's being Mm-mm. sold out at nine thirty or earlier on a daily basis. But then other ones, again, to nobody's surprise, things like space mountain. Uh, if you wanted to get on space mountain, I'm guessing if you check your phone right now, you could probably get on it in two minutes if you're willing to pay the eight or nine bucks that it is. So very largely predictable, And our uh, Lord and Savior, uh, Bob Chapek, did say that about 33% of guests are using it. And what's interesting to me is that it seems that the distributions are kind of relatively consistent with what uh, Paper FastPass used to be. So it probably gives an insight into what the usage was for Paper FastPass as well. So I think they... Probably could have just tacked this onto the price of the ticket and not seen any yep. difference in uh in usage is what is what I'm gathering here. And I mean I'm sure plus or minus five percent is huge, but um I don't know if you guys saw anything uh genie plus wise that you but, thought was but, interesting. Hang on. Before
2: we move on, isn't another way of saying what you just said that the guest experience has remained unchanged if you're willing to pay extra?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You're definitely so- <laughs> you're paying more and getting less. That's been their approach. Yeah. There's nice. There was also something that uh, Blog Mickey put out today. Uh, the article is a little bit uh, misleading, where he indicated that um, uh, the merge point distribution uh, could be as high as ninety three percent in favor of lightning lanes, which is not really a surprise. Uh, ben, you uh, you you handled merge at Jungle Cruise, right? I did. So I don't think 90-10 distribution was that out of out of whack for kind of one-off situations on, on attractions. Does that that's sound about right?
1: Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. I never did that, but yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, the distribution is 70% of an attraction's hourly capacity is distributed via FastPass or genie plus uh, historically. And then you add in disability access to it. So your premium rides that have that higher disability usage, are going to see those higher percentages. And then if you're just dealing with something like this, you're going to have ebbs and flows throughout the day. So I don't know that much has changed from the distribution windows on any of this, even though he said that as high as 93% could be um, uh, allocated towards lightning lane at the merge point. But uh, see, I, I, th- I think,
2: I think this idea is stupid, you, you know, because the each minute that you are in line is not equal to every other minute. You know, if you wait in line for 10 or 15 minutes, big deal. It builds anticipation. You get to look at the queue. It actually makes the right experience better. If you're in the line for 90 minutes, that sucks. So what they're really doing is they're, you know, trying to drive the line to zero, which is not desirable for a minority. And then they're making the line way too long for the majority. It's like they're not hitting the sweet spot for anybody. It's just, it's so stupid. It's such a cash grab. It's very hard, very hard to stay enthused about this company with what they're doing.
0: You kind of hit on it though—that is the priority that much higher now to emphasize Lightning Lane because it is a pay-for-use service, whereas previously it was free. So I could, I could get behind your argument. I mean, you're the one that wanted to put like six more barriers in front of getting into Epcot to uh uh, as part of your billion billion dollar thing like we need to put another lake in here and take a wedway it's like my mother planning trips to the airport where there's four modes of transportation so i understand (laughs) i understand what you're suggesting uh that joke was just for my sister Um,
2: (laughs) those are the best ones for public podcasts
0: (laughs) the uh, uh she actually just arrived in disney world today uh but anyway the but to your point of like all right yeah you wait 10 minutes and if if they could do it where you wouldn't have to wait more than half an hour for every attraction, there wouldn't be a need for yeah. uh, these upcharged things. So it is in their best interest to have those wait times inflated and to have a, a premium lane, which they do. Um, but the fact that they're now charging for it, I think, puts a greater emphasis on the Lightning Lane priori- uh, priority than perhaps it was previously. When they should just create pass.
2: a virus and then force you to take the vaccine. <laughs> that's basically no, what they're doing. No, like, no, no, no. The only problems that they could solve are the fictional ones that they create.
0: Well, that's exactly what they do. And, yep. uh, I mean, they create the problem and charge for the solution. That's been their approach since at least 2005. So this is just another example of that. Now, having said all that, there was a component of this that we asked for. We asked for, uh, for MaxPass, and this was – This was like a C plus version of MaxPass. If they didn't have the upcharges on top of it and it was $15 per day or they jacked up the ticket prices 15 bucks and it was all digitized and basically was MaxPass, then I think we'd be on board. But, or at least, you know, more on board than we are now. Having said that, I know that because I can afford to pay for it on my upcoming trip, that I will get an advantage that those other 67% of guests that aren't using it, um, aren't going to get. So, anything else on Genie Plus, or I can talk about other advantages. Burn it I, down. Okay. <laughs>
1: I still, I I do wonder if and when the updates and changes will come to this. Uh, it, it still kills me that you can only do each attraction one time. Uh, yeah, that's
0: just bizarre. It really is.
1: I I hate that. Uh, because there are certain attractions that we don't care to do and we don't want to do, and uh, but there's other things that we would, you know. I'd sit and do four, five, six times that day. I, I just don't understand why they went that route.
2: Oh, I could tell I, you. It's I mean, the, it's the gift card model. Your your profit source is the unused component of what you sold.
0: That's that's a significant component of it. I also know that when they launched FastPass Plus, uh, the XPass pitch, uh, Google XPass, people that are in the mood for porn, they approach was how many parks can do 3 per day, how many parks can do 4 per day for uh for fast pass plus selections. And because they are now pulling two attractions out of each park out of the inventory and they are uh not even in theory what Disney regards as the two highest draw attractions from each of those parks, then you've got a significant chunk of the previous FastPass Plus inventory out of circulation. Yep. So that's that's another reason why they're limiting it to one per day, because you would have people that would eat up a lot of that. The people that are the kind of pro users of it, the three of us on this show, the listeners to this show, that know exactly what they're doing, would know to maximize usage and what attractions to, uh, to get on it. So all of Which, that factors in.
1: Yeah, and to me because this is how we vacation this is why we'll probably use it because we do this already yeah you uh, will. but the the it I think it also makes park hopping that much more important to get your full value out of your uh Genie Plus oh absolutely payment uh, absolutely. because you're going to you especially at every park that's not Magic Kingdom you're going to you're going to blitz through those passes uh, and then you're you know stuck with the common folks just going through the uh, standby for the rest of the day so
2: such a unifying if, experience is <laughs> created
1: <laughs> i know i know um, normal no way, commoner. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i the, the, i i love a, you know sitcoms, especially back in the you know '90s when they would do their trips to Disney World, and luckily ABC has carried that over uh, a good little bit with some of the newer uh, shows that they've been putting on. And yes, the the current genie plus makes me think of the episode of Blackish from like four years ago, where he took his family to Disney World and decided he was going to do the VIP tour, and they all had little badges on, and, and the kids got so spoiled by it, yes, they did walk past the standby lines with their VIPs holding up going, VIP, VIP coming through, VIP, and he, you know, the, the the gist of it was the dad got so pissed about that, he he actually canceled the VIP the rest of the way and, and you know taught them to, you know, whatever the, the moral was, but yes, it was very much... The, the ones who have it gloating going past the commoners and the, the poor people who can't get the uh, instant access to the attractions, that is definitely what Genie Plus is is uh, doing at this moment. And, you know, I will say, especially when you're going back to the merge point discussion at Jungle Cruise, yeah. uh, in my experience there, and the reason I didn't stick to that, you know, ninety ten layout that we were supposed to do is because... Dark side. Well, the reason I didn't do it is, is because thinking of those people in standby when I was in standby, sure. because it's all visual. Like those those fast pass lane and now the lightning lane, you can visually see those people just blitzing past you over and over, and you'll just sit there and start getting pissed off. Yeah. I will say, at least for the newer attractions that they're making, keeping the lines separate to where the lightning lane and the standby lanes can't really see each other going through and can't see them in, you know, until you see that merge point and can't really see them uh how many are going ahead of you at a time. Uh, that that's a little beneficial at least for the mindset of the guests that's in the standby line, but also for the cast members who have to deal with the pissed off standby people coming up oh, to you absolutely. and, and uh, the number of times I would get, you know, just these glances or get people pissed off. I was like, why are they going through? Why'd you stop us again? Well that's kind of what we had to do. I have a uh, new
2: word I'd like to introduce or go just, you know, just it's called six flagsification.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's that's what what I see this company doing. The Kevin Yee line, it was declining by degrees. Yep. And in this case, uh, we can talk about it. Our bullet point just says Bob Chapek still sucks. But (laughs) it was uh, on the latest earnings call, he talked about how just flat out said that they're going to reduce portion sizes. um, Which, I mean, they probably saw the uh, uh,
1: This was the the CFO that said that, not Chapek thanks oh, okay, Bob okay. may I
0: have some porridge i I've got
1: her I've got her name here hold on one second I want to give proper credit to the yeah, idiots when they <laughs> say stupid things uh christy McCarthy Christy McCarthy she is the one that says uh portion sizes so is it some people have said today that you know she's not necessarily directly connected to how parks run and this could have just been somebody saying something off the cuff and thinking they're intelligent, not realizing the blowback it was going to come. But uh, here's for the thing. If she's hi- CFO, she can make say, that <laughs> call. Somebody who's that high up in the company making uh, some an off-cuff remark it, like that scares you're me. If you see in front
2: of your title, then you need to yeah. do your job properly or lose she, it.
1: She the, the full quote actually said that it could benefit some guest waistlines as well, which yep. F her. <laughs> F her.
3: Well, now, oh, that doesn't just,
2: she's I, probably a fucking ham planet herself. Don't, don't let
0: her <laughs> <catch> you. <laughs> Once again, all complaints go to Epcot Josh. Um, I'm good with that one, Josh. That's fine. Remember, this is just
2: a character that I'm playing. (laughs)
0: That's true. That's true. It's exactly what this is. So I'm going to go back to not necessarily Genie Plus, but Ben, you were talking about the different li- uh, lines, and uh, Disney made additional changes to the Disability Access Service, and I have uh, firsthand accounts on how that works, but uh, I want to make a comment on this. So before they changed from like that orange guest assistance card to the Disability Access Service, I ran into a couple of things with, uh, with my brother, and not anything that I really was concerned about, but I know anecdotally I've heard other people kind of complain about this, Especially dealing with people with autism. So by all accounts, um, if you walk past my brother, you would not think anything is uh, is, is awry. You would you would he looks like a, a normal quote unquote individual. Uh, uh-huh. If you spend more than thirty seconds with him, you'll probably piece it together. But uh, one of the things we would often get is the uh, the side eye when we would present that orange yeah. guest assistance card going to the front entrance with with Matt. And because uh, this has all been digitized and we utilize the same entrance as fast pass, Matt can wait 15 minutes for the most part for an attraction. Yeah. And it's to him, there's no difference. It's, it's hundred percent transparent. Uh, but to us, I appreciate that more, even though there's a bit more juggling and scheduling that comes with it. Um, just the, the optics of it. Sure. Yes. It would be easier if, we, we if we could do this digitized, and the previous orange card was digitized, and we just scan in at the fast pass entrance without having to schedule That's an anything.
2: To, yeah, they got rid of the Scarlet Letter and made it but, a much more it, seamless uh-huh. experience.
0: Exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, I uh, fuck you for mentioning the Scarlet Letter because I hated that book, but I understand and appreciate the reference. Even though <laughs> high school's I
2: hated the book. still haunting Tim. Oh my god,
0: I, I fucking it. hated that book. I think you got a nineteen on the quiz. It was brutal. <laughs> nineteen
2: <laughs> out of twenty. Uh,
0: no, no, out of hundred. Uh, like. it, it I don't know what it was, but it was that bad. Like, I just fucking hated that book. <laughs> it, it might have been wow. a 17 for all I know. It was in the teens. Opening wounds. I love it. Yeah, it was brutal. But anyway, um, but to that point, Disney, uh, when they announced Genie Plus, buried in that was actually some good news, uh, which was the updates to the Disability Access Service. And the update I was most interested in was that you could – uh, book these reservations on the My Disney Experience app without having to check in at the attraction in the park. But the other thing that they added was an ability to book two additional reservations per day um, ahead of your trip. And to do this, you would need to secure a video conference with Disney. And uh, I've been keeping an eye on it, waiting for people to give some feedback. And because of how problematic this was, there was not a whole lot of information about it. So uh, I did it, and I am here with said feedback. Uh, All in, I did this Saturday, November 7th. I started at 7.37 in the morning. I finished, as I scroll down, at... 4.29 4.29 p.m. in the afternoon That's an efficient use of your time It was uh, And I had told my parents that we're going to carve out the day And said, eh, it should only take a few hours like, No, plan for the entire day And it was just under nine hours So to give you an idea I'll Also you can get some early access to Aladdin's Magic Carpets Exactly, yeah. exactly <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for people that are unaware of what this is, uh, there is something that th- Disney actually buried it on their website, too. It's not super easy to find. I actually put a direct link on my site just because I knew that I wasn't going to be able to find it the morning of. But in short, it would allow you to book two reservations per day for uh, the disabled individual plus the rest of the party up to six guests. And it could not be for any of the individual Lightning Lane selections. So the upcharge attractions like um, Smuggler's Run or Mickey and Minnie's, it would be the the lesser tier. So the tier two attractions using Mm -hmm. the old nomenclature. So the way that it worked is I got on at 737. First contact from Disney was two hours and 15 minutes later. And it was a little bit more pre-registration where they had me fill out uh, name, rank, and serial number, my my name and address and the members of people in the party uh, and when we were going. And all of that is technically on my account, but they asked for it again. and So
1: this is the equivalent of when you do it at guest services, everybody needing their magic bands. Exactly, exactly. So they they checked
0: in. um, And so that was, let's see, that was a little bit before 10 o'clock. And then from 10 o'clock, they said, all right, uh, we'll go through this. It just passed over 10 o'clock. And then uh, I asked for updates and did not see or talk to anybody until 3.30. So it went from a little over 10 o'clock to 3.30, so five and a half hours later. Uh, I get a heads up that the video team is going to join me. And from there, it looked like it was another hour. So as I look at it, I got an update at three thirty and he didn't give me a timestamp. My ten o'clock update said it was gonna be two hours before the video call, but five and a half hours later I still wasn't on the video call. So um I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. I'm looking at military time. So <laughs> let's try oh this again. Uh, so ten it's o'clock like the scarlet letter all over again. Tim is about seriously. to get another nineteen. So 10 o'clock, they said, uh, uh, going to be two hours. So at one 30, uh, they said, uh, waiting on the video team. And then at two 30, the video team chimes in. And I was on with the woman, uh, for the video team for like 10 minutes. And that was it. Uh, I got my brother on next to me. They needed him for all of three minutes. So Matt, Matt was there the whole time. So he was in the house the entire time. He was not okay. actively sitting by the computer. I was. When the they made one. you wait,
2: did you think it was a test?
0: Possibly. I didn't I really mean, it's know sort of what ironic was ironic
2: that the one thing he can't do is wait, and they're making yeah. you wait two and a half yeah. hours past well, the yeah. scheduled appointment time.
0: And that's that's exactly how we kind of set it up. Where obviously we weren't going to make him wait by the computer the entire time. He was right. you know entertaining himself. So they, the they needed him
1: for three minutes. You
0: said like what, pretty much. Yeah. What was that for? So uh, they said, we need to see Matt. We need to take his picture. Basically, the exact interaction that you would okay. experience in guest services, but over a video call. They asked okay. what the concerns were. And I know that Disney says that autism isn't a magic word. But as soon as I said that he is autistic, I started explaining some of the concerns and then mm-hmm. said that he's autistic. And as soon as she, uh, I said that, she basically cut me off and said, all right, you're good. She had and, a box
2: to check at that yeah, point.
0: Pretty much. So I I started talking about behavioral things. I should have just said he's autistic and that would have been been all I needed to do. Uh, Then she asked what our travel dates were and Matt is not aware of what our travel dates are. He knows that we're going, but he doesn't know the specific dates. Um, So I said, all right, hold on. Let's get Matt out of the room. Matt, you can leave now. (laughs) And Yeah. Uh, made sure that they were done with him. Um, One thing that they also said, so the first two days of our trip, Marie's uh, mother and stepfather will be joining us, which will put us at seven adults. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) We we get along quite well actually, but thank you.
2: That makes me happy. It's too uh, easy of a joke not to make. Yes,
0: yes, no, I got you. You know, whatever happened to mother-in-law jokes? I think they like went out the days of like Hanna-Barbera cartoons. That was, (laughs) uh, I think it's an Adam Carolla line. Mother-in-law jokes and soufflé humor died with Hanna-Barbera stuff. Anyway, (laughs) soufflé humor. (laughs) Uh, So uh, anyway, those first two days we're gonna have seven adults, and they did say that it was a hard cap of six for anything done in advance. And Ben, I know you've utilized this service. Uh, I know uh-huh. we have listeners that have used it as well. That has always been a soft cap and they've kind of used their judgment at guest services. But I am anticipating that the app itself will not let me add more than six people at I a have time. I guess so. Yeah. Um, so my anticipation is for the attractions where it matters on those two days, I will go up to either guest services or the entrance of the attraction itself, especially, uh, uh, day two, we're going to be trying to go on rise of the resistance. But the other option is you could have, uh, one group of seven go in or actually what it will be is cause we'll have somebody sitting off with Emma, but, um, we'll have one group go in and then another full group go in. If we just re up the, uh, uh, DAS for a later time, or mm-hmm. they let the additional person go in that first time. So we'll see what that actually ends up being. We'll obviously play by the rules. I don't know if I explained that well, but yeah, that that's something that I'll get a more definitive answer on when I return from the trip. But beyond just the waiting, the actual process of making the ride reservations was interesting. What was, uh, said to me by the woman that had the video call is she listed out the eight rides that you couldn't book in advance. And then mm-hmm. the next person I spoke with said, most of those attractions are not included in the list of available pre selections for us, which really it was all of them. And then to book it, I gave her, um, I went every single day, sent it all at once, uh, what my preferences were. So like day one, I said, jungle Cruise and pirates, um, and this don't, uh, down the line. And the impression that I got very quickly was that I was not the only person she was talking with. And mm. she, confer- she confirmed that later on. I'm guessing she was probably talking to at least five people simultaneously. So it's honestly kind of
2: a remarkable skill. I know all of these like call yeah, center people is. do that. But <laughs> pardon me. It's hard enough to have one conversation and keep it coherent. But to have five simultaneously, even with notes there to look at, is yeah. pretty impressive.
0: So I, I had a general idea of what we wanted. And I – I asked a couple of pointed questions like, are you locked into the one hour window um, or is it any time after? And she said, no, it's a it's a fixed one hour window. So very pretty much you're booking a fast pass plus is what's going on here. So I tried to give her like more general information about what our travel plans were. And then I realized that's not going to that's not going to be helpful and she then stepped away for 15 minutes. Like she was pulled into a meeting too, which was kind of, kind of <laughs> weird. terrible. Uh, but it, it is what it is. So like to get one thing booked, I was like, go through it. I think that didn't happen until three, 10 PM. And once she got back from her meeting, I think she put together that I knew exactly how to ask the questions and what I wanted. Uh, so I gave her each day. I said, Give me the times for three attractions. And I gave her the three attractions that I wanted. And they would give you a morning time, uh, an early afternoon time, and an evening time. And it would just bump you to the next time in that window for whatever was available. So the only attraction that I ran into that only had a single option available was Slinky Dog Dash. And it was early on in the trip where it like only had an evening time available. So we just said, all right, we won't do Slinky Dog Dash that day or we'll find another way to get on it. Mm -hmm. But – all in, uh, it was nine hours to get 16 attraction reservations, and we may not use all of them. I kind of did this as sadistic as it was out of my own curiosity <laughs> to, to see how how this would play out. So I, I,
2: I want to res- respond to that because you, you teed me up for this. This is the question I've had on deck here is if you weren't you, you were just a, a guest who's maybe going for the first or second time. And I'm going to give you a, just a spray of questions here. You pick the ones you want to answer. Yeah. Would you have known to do this at all? No. Could you have navigated it with any degree of success in terms Probably of making not. choices that were going to make your vacation good? And what would your impression of a Disney vacation be if this was literally the first experience that
0: you had with one? Extremely poor. Yeah. That's kind of what I was <laughs> thinking. I will, I will say, so if somebody is experienced and that's – the the thing with this service is this is for experienced people that know how to use a disability access service which makes it to me an unnecessary offering uh-huh. and I, for first off I would say that unless you have an absolute need to completely maximize your day and I know I know how my brother op- operates he has his favorites. And of the members of our family, once he gets on like his, you know, six rides in the Magic Kingdom that he loves, he's pretty much the most easygoing person in our family uh, on the trip. Yes, he might put his hand down his pants uh, in the middle of a line, <laughs> but otherwise, you know, he's he's relatively well, easygoing. Those in
2: glass houses shouldn't throw stones, too.
0: Fair point, but he we don't travel with you all that often, Josh. So oh, the, <laughs> the uh, universal. nice move. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 to that point, like. I, the the amount of time the amount of effort associated with this is probably not worth the payoff in our case because yeah we're we're going to be traveling with a toddler with um with my 70 plus year old parents uh with <laughs> all in multiple bladders and we're not going to be hitting much more than one attraction uh, an hour anyway so just using the regular disability access service that you can still get at guest services or at one of the blue booths um, is probably going to be sufficient for most people. And I don't know for sure that this is the reason, but I speculate that the reason they put this in place is so that they can utilize the old legacy FastPass Plus structure for something. And. I think the reason for that is so that they can continue to depreciate it and continue to, even if they're not formally depreciating it on their books, they can mm-hmm. say to the higher-ups that we're still using this service. I really think it's as simple as that. That's why this was thrown out there uh, because I don't really think it's necessary. I don't think it was anything that any of the disabled guests were asking for. Yeah. I Don't get me wrong. I will gladly use it because the service was offered and I waited nine hours to do it, but I don't think it is overly necessary.
1: I, I'm glad you were my test dummy for me because it, it made my decision on how we're going to do this quite easy. Um, yeah, I mean – And just I, do it in person in the park.
0: I've gone around with your, uh, with your family for a couple of days. I don't think you need it. I think that the disability access plus the Genie Plus will yeah. be more than sufficient for what you guys that, do.
1: Honestly, my deal that I was a little bit more worried about <clears throat> was – just because of the language that they put out there when this was all announced okay. and and the, sh- the, the the level of the, the leadership of this company that puts profits over anything else, um, the level of scrutiny that they're going to put in. I don't mind it being scrutinized by any means, but sure, not to uh, – their, their language is quite threatening, which it probably should be for some of the ones that use it that – you know, are mishandling it, but not at the expense of the people who actually need it. Yeah. Uh, and like the, t- the two issues I have, my people that that need it, it's not visible disabilities, but right. it's, uh, my dad has stage four colon cancer. He's at his nearly 250th straight chemo treatment. Um, oh my he's got to have access to a bathroom, like at all times. Like the, just that's as blunt as you can be. He, he can't be in a spot where he can't, immediately get somewhere fast and that's yeah, why a 20
0: minute wait he's not getting in the line that's what it comes out right. i mean
1: i'm driving to a basketball game in dallas the other night and it the emergency hit and it hits out of nowhere it's the hey pull over find a spot now and yeah. you know it yes getting using the das is fun you know how much time we spend in bathrooms all day every day on these family trips <laughs> like it's it's not fun for him by any means and it's a panic moment for him same with my daughter who has uh sensory issues anxiety uh we spent you know 4 hours in an emergency room 3 nights ago because of a panic attack that that set in it's it's that level of stuff but it's also not the most Visible when you're trying to describe the reasons to these people um, on why something's needed. So I was glad at least like, especially in Matt's situation where they, they just understood right away, um, and you know that's I'm I'm we're getting it in the same instance that you said yes we're get, we're doing Genie Plus because of the needs we do need mm-hmm. that quick access for them so they can enjoy their time and enjoy getting on those attractions without the long waits so we're we have no problem paying that because we know that will be a benefit for how my family needs to use it but also having the Das on top of that uh, will be great and I think we'll just do it in the parks like we always have because of the the. Having the Genie Plus already doesn't mean that we need to plan out every day, all day. It's it's more of a hey, in case you know if if we need it, we'll utilize it. But if not, we've got Genie Plus already. We'll be good uh, from there. So that's honestly, that was just my my bigger deal is how they're going to evaluate the system who and who has access to it, who doesn't, and just you know, there's so many pieces of this company that frankly, they're dicks. I was wondering if they're going to turn this way as well in this system and you know for you it sounds like you had at least a good experience with the people that you interacted with face to face so yeah,
0: everybody was pleasant there was no no real that's issue good. there that's good. it was just that it, it took way too long yeah. and that this absolutely should be something that's scheduled there's uh-huh. if, if they want to maintain this offering this needs to be something that's scheduled and there's no reason why it should be hang on the phone for yeah. nine hours that's just yeah that's just silly
1: have we heard if anything's changed with the in park face to face version of this? Is it? I, I haven't heard from
0: any who has who's had to do it since the this version has been introduced. I know Gary had his re-upped, but I think it was. I mean, he was already in the system and talk he about a guy who it, doesn't need it. I mean, take he could take his legs off and say this is why I need this. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, the, so I don't know that he was going to be faced with any level of scrutiny.
1: I just, I as far as like. I, I guess what I meant was it's still just go to guest services. That's my understanding. Yes. And just a face-to-face experience. They, they put you on the system and then I would assume at that point, you just do it all through the app.
0: So that's what Disney has put it out there that, uh, that option is still available. And the other question that I asked is I've seen pictures. I think WWNT put a, uh, uh kind of a tutorial out there and on the app, um, on that welcome page, there should be an icon for the disability access service. And they did tell me on the chat that that will only be visible once you're in the park. So mm. I may have a visit to guest services in my future if that doesn't show up and I'm unable to book them. You're but going I,
1: there anyway. That's true. I mean, honest.
0: I got to I got to check in. Uh, yep. <laughs> but anyway,
1: daily. Did you get a? Did you get a did you get a advanced reservation for your guest services experience? Uh, No,
0: (laughs) but I I do have an advanced reservation conversation. (laughs) We'll take a Pirates and we'll take a guest service uh, time. Yeah, exactly. You got got guest services at 1030? (laughs) So uh, you mentioned advanced reservations. We didn't do a lot of dining reservations because traveling with a toddler. Because you can't uh also they're not available but, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but traveling with a toddler generally not a good idea to be super scheduled but uh, the one thing we wanted to do was beer garden with everybody so uh, my in-laws as well as uh, my family and I tried to book it 60 days out and for anybody that knows beer garden is not a difficult reservation to get it's one of the few places uh, that's currently open that can do a large group as well but I tried to book it 60 days out no luck and I had been seeing leading up to our trip we're going right after Thanksgiving that there was wasn't a lot of availability that week, and I just chalked it up to it being Thanksgiving week. Um, Then I was told that the reason why there was no availability was because they were holding back all the tables for the candlelight processional packages. So when they opened up, I tried to book, and again, no luck. Um, so I like a, uh, a good Disney tourer have a touring plans subscription and use their reservation finder and put in beer garden for the day that we wanted. And we got hit with a Nor'easter a uh, week and a half ago, two weeks ago. And that day, like cell service was down. I, I'm, we I'm had- just
2: going to go ahead and say that is the lamest name for a threatening storm store.
0: That's what we call them in New England. Cause whoever really market did
2: the marketing on that needs to rethink it
0: yeah we should shove one of them up your ass though when you got when you got snow in it it's kind of a bitch but anyway it was like hurricane force winds I got and hit the uh,
2: skittles the other day it was terrible. And,
0: uh, and took out our power for a few days and uh cell service was was down uh, around me as well the only thing that was coming through was uh, text messages from touring plans so this is a <laughs> glowing endorsement I got no less than 15 text messages saying that they found a reservation for beer garden for us for the day of our trip nice. so <laughs> I happened to be out driving. You got to use a burner a, phone when you're setting this stuff up and was able to book it on my phone while driving because I knew when I got back to my house, I wasn't going to have a chance. So that was me being safe. Um, but, uh, long story short, I got my beer garden reservation there for the you family. Yeah. You can stop tweeting about it. Finally. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, uh, did you get that twin peaks
2: reservation squared away too? I did. Yes. <laughs> All right.
1: Good. Uh, circling back one second, uh, just cause I'm curious because, uh, I love your videos of Matt, and uh, I love Matt because he's such a uh, Jungle Cruise fan. Yep. Has he been on Jingle Cruise before? I'm
0: trying to think. I think he was. Uh, How so are we his were, thoughts
2: on change? I mean, I know we, mine.
0: Oh, oh uh, he absolutely hates them, but right, he actually man. handles right. it better than everybody else. So, like, he hates change uh, until the changes happen, and then he deals with it. Okay.
2: I'm, this, you're describing me. This is, but uh, it's like, it's therapy.
0: super anxious. So, so, uh, so
3: the, the
1: this will be his first time with the new show scenes, obviously.
0: Definitely the first time with the new show scenes. Um, and what he'll he'll probably do is like two weeks later, he'll tell either my mother or the uh, uh, the manager of his group home. He'll say he'll say something's wrong. He'll say uh, the 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 monkeys were silly, and <laughs> like there'll be no fucking context whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> and it's on whoever he's talking to to figure out what he's talking about.
1: Well, I. I Go hope ahead. he likes the new changes, because uh, w- we we talked about it. I loved it. I, I-, I yeah, loved the I updates did well. they did on it, and I love the Jingle Cruise. It's one of my favorite things that they do during the holidays. Uh, so hopefully hopefully he uh, – is he a fan of
2: Christmas? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Okay,
1: so hopefully this is a nice merge between the two of those uh, things he that he really like enjoys. He sounds best friend
2: material from where I'm He's sitting. On. He's <laughs> yeah. pretty He's much cut from the cloth. <laughs> well, well, I mean,
1: will you be filming any, Matt? Is there anything that you're looking to – uh get reactions from like st- like it, did, do, does he like star wars or any of that stuff that, that Has he done any of that before as well? Is this so his first he, time going to Galaxy's Edge?
0: So he hasn't done Galaxy's Edge. Uh, okay. I'll be filming a lot, but it will be... I mean, Matt will be there, but it'll be for my daughter. Uh, <laughs> yep. it'll, be, it'll be her Does first time. Does she like Star Wars? Uh, she likes Grogu. So okay. <laughs> uh, I, I pissed her off this evening um, because she was done with her cottage cheese and threw the bowl on the, on the floor, which meant uh, she was done with dinner. Uh, she didn't want to be done with dinner and she wanted a bagel. Uh, And I said, no. And we had a little bit of a temper tantrum for a few minutes. And after I changed her diaper, it was Grogu and she's pointing (laughs) to the TV. So she wanted to watch Grogu. So there's YouTube videos of Grogu being Grogu for three minutes. Josh Grogu is baby Yoda. I don't recognize any of these words. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like no joke. Grogu is one of her first words because my nephew got her a Grogu plush. But anyway, uh they'll i'm sure that i'll be taking plenty of video of both emma and my brother uh there's a lot that's new for uh for matt uh everything will be new to emma but uh there'll be a lot that's new for matt he hasn't seen galaxy's edge i think i figured there's going to be five new things for him five new things that we would call rides so skyline can i make a prediction
1: before you do that sure i'm predicting he's going to love runaway railway
0: I think he will as well, except Great Movie Ride was one of his favorites. And I think of the attractions that have ever gone away, that is probably the biggest attraction for him. And it it goes back to like childhood memories. So uh, whatever was there, you know, puberty or before was something that he's going to be fond of. I say that and let's see. eighty nine. Just out of
2: curiosity, was his attachment to that ride because of the ride itself or the movies that the ride was based on?
0: I think the ride itself. He couldn't give two shits about the movies.
2: See, I'm the same way. I, I feel like this is kind of the folly of the whole IP, you know, craze that they're in. Oh, it absolutely
0: now. is. But if the if the things are executed well, then the IP shouldn't matter. Yeah, exactly. That's, exactly. But it, it's we've always said it. It's a year one marketing push. But yep. for for great movie ride, it's it's something that was always there for him. So my my gut tells me he's gonna get off Runaway
1: Railway run though and ask to do that again. That's I think he my- will. So he... and, and you're talking to as big of GMR fan there was. I loved Great Movie Ride. For I love the movies in it, and I love the ride itself. Uh, it's one of my biggest regrets never getting to work there. I would have loved to have been a, a gangster, a yeah, cowboy. there. Um, but you know, after a couple of rides, it took me one ride on run, Runaway Railway, and you know, you gotta get off to the 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 shock that it's definitely drastically different than uh, Great Movie Ride, but. Uh, it's become one of my favorites in that park pretty, pretty darn quick. And same with my family. My girls love it. So, uh, it's just so it's colorful and vibrant and so much going on, uh, that it's just kind of a, it is a shock to the system when, when you ride that thing. There's so many things going on around you, uh, that I just, I think he'll enjoy that one a lot.
0: I agree it is definitely up his alley. I mean of the um uh n- recent new additions, he actually really liked Navi River Journey. He's not necessarily one to yep. go on, I mean it, he'll he'll go on anything, but he doesn't arbitrarily gravitate towards thrill rides. It is uh those things that are kind of multi-sensory are what he would gravitate towards. Yep. So Runaway, where run away what? Runaway railway is right. <laughs> up Runaway railway. Uh, my Barbara Walters, uh, interchan- channeling my inner Barbara Walters. <laughs> what Matt is generally not one to ask to go on a ride immediately after after going on it. It would be the next time we're in that park. Right. We so have right. three days in the studios, and if we if he knows the name of the ride, he will ask for the ride. Yeah. So. Uh, that's really how it will kind of, uh, how it'll shake out. But I agree with you. I think he's really going to like runaway railway and uh, I'm looking forward to him seeing that and uh, really all of the new things Um, because he, yes, he will be, he'll, he'll, what he'll probably do is he'll probably make jokes. The great movie ride is still there and he'll say, go on great movie ride. And then like crack a smile. Like that's, that's a Matt joke, but He'll be if you tell him it's a ride and it's a kick in the nuts. He'll he'll be on board because it's a ride. So, speaking of kicks in the nuts, Josh, you're going to Dollywood. I am. Can't wait. Did you, did you get boobies plus?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm very excited. And they Have
0: double D tickets there.
2: <laughs> I'll be a uh, joint. So it'll be my wife and I, and then we're going to meet up with a uh, friend of Kingdom Cast and this show for all I care, uh, Mac. So oh, uh, that guy. Should, yeah. So it should be a. Uh, should be a good time. I've never seen the park at Christmas.
0: I assume our it, invite was lost
2: in the mail. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Sorry about that. I'll have to uh, talk to the postmaster general when I see him tomorrow. <laughs> but, um, I've heard it's basically as beautiful as a park can be at night at Christmas there. So, I am I mean, it's a really cool park anyway. For those of you who haven't been, it's like basically built around a mountain. It's, uh, it's pretty awesome. I'm excited.
0: Uh, will we get a full trip report? Um, Absolutely. Okay. Will our listeners want to listen to that or what?
2: Well... I'm thinking (laughs) four hours ought to give us sufficient time to lay the groundwork, and then we can, uh, you know, get into the details on on the following episode.
0: They got some good coasters there. They do. They do. I've heard very good things about this park, so. Yeah, Lightning
2: Rod, which is a RMC coaster, is probably one of the best ones I've ever ridden, because it combines... If you just evaluate it based on the forces that it puts on you, it's an amazing roller coaster. But when you add it to the scenery there and the terrain and the way that they integrated the ride with the with the park and the train, it's, uh, it's really hard to describe. And it's one of those things where, you know, Walt might have got the blessing of size uh, down in Florida, but he didn't get the blessing of interesting terrain features. No, you know, no it's, definitely <laughs> not. The blessing of swamp <laughs> is not a uh, tagline that they ever coined, you know. But – these, uh, Maybe Swamp
0: Ass, the blessing of Swamp Ass.
2: <laughs> <laughs> on a spectrum of like Six Flags Magic Mountain to uh, you know the perfect roller coaster, Dollywood's pretty. F- or, you know, a park with with best terrain for roller coasters, like Dollywood's pretty far up there on the perfect side. Whereas you know, granted Disney is really good with theming, but they're working really hard to make interesting things to surround the rides. Whereas. You know, when you have just interesting terrain and rocks and big trees, that stuff is Mother Nature did a much better job of building that than you ever oh, yeah. could and it, and she did it and didn't charge you for it. So
0: Magic Mountain a, could do that; they're in mountainous areas, but but they you're don't.
2: lucky at Magic Mountain. I mean, I've, I remember specifically on my first honeymoon, I went on a <laughs> coaster there, and when you look down at the top of the lift hill, there were still parking space lines painted there. I mean, it was oh, yeah. just in the parking yeah, lot; they, they don't would care. cut. Yeah. yeah, they'd cut out like a, you know, four foot by four foot maps well, by six feet by six feet, like square, you know, for the, for the, you know, footers to go for the pilings. And that would just yeah. be where, you know, some Clark Griswold's car was parked there at one point. So, that's just like complete disregard for where the thing sits at all. Um, And Dollywood's definitely the the opposite end of the spectrum. And I, I just think as I get older, that sort of beauty and aesthetic and it, it's same with like Epcot and Animal Kingdom like that just carries so much weight with me. It's uh it, it, attractions are great and I still love them, but if you look at it from a perspective of time, you know, you spend very little time on rides when you're at a theme sure. park compared to when you're just walking around. So if that experience is, you know, two or three times better than it could be, then you've really you're really elevating the guest experience.
0: Yeah. Right, right. Uh we have a bunch of questions. Are, are
3: we
1: not going to talk about my upcoming trip to Six Flags over Texas, Holiday in the Park? I
0: think we're done, actually, with that. <laughs> no, my 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 trip, you're not, we're, no? <laughs> what is uh, the, What does Six Flags do for Christmas? Do they put like a string of lights on a roller coaster?
1: So uh, they do a lot of Christmas lights. I, I will say it's fun there for the, the, the Christmas decorations they put out. But the thing that you'll get a kick out of it is uh, they do man-made snow hills for sledding. Okay. And, uh, is it asbestos? I was going to say, growing up in Texas, the, uh, the man made ice hill that they put together was the only quote unquote person made, please. Yeah. It was the only (laughs) quote unquote snow that I ever knew growing up. Now you're being politically um, correct, Josh. Hey, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that was how I knew snow and sledding was going to Six Flags, uh, in like shorts and a t shirt and writing down basically ice hills,
2: uh, um, You're an ISIL. I'm so- pretty proud to say that none of my <laughs> none of the my first experiences in life were ever contributed to me by a Six Flags park. Which, is <laughs> although I almost got shot for the first time at a Six Flags, which actually would have broken my streak. The
0: yeah, first time I, I, I won a Rastafarian monkey at a uh, carnival game was at a Six Flags park. <laughs> hey, I,
1: come on! I love my Six Flags. <laughs> I. I will say that the nice part about living 15 minutes from a Six Flags is when I want to get my, cro- uh, you know, a quick coaster fix, it takes nothing to get over there, go down the uh, Texas uh, Giant and, and get right back home. So, yay.
0: <laughs> so, why don't we move away from Trip Reports? I'm sure we'll be doing Trip Report shows for all of us, especially Ben at Six Flags. Uh, we, have ign- <laughs> we have ignored your We will. We will. It's going to happen. If he survives. Yep. Yep. We have ignored your. Uh, Josh, uh, we were talking about Dollywood and you killed off Kenny Rogers. Do you really want to kill off Ben as well? <laughs>
2: That's true. <laughs> and so, anyway, does it, I don't know if it was this podcast or another one. Oh, it was this one. It was this one? <laughs> okay, good. So, t- Tip, can <laughs> no, you like no, can no, no, a no, second? No, 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 no.
1: It was definitely Kingdom Castle. and we busted your balls on this one. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. For,
2: those, for those who didn't hear, I we were talking about Dollywood on there and I made a joke about how, you know, Dolly Parton loves him so much that she's going to kill him or something. I don't remember the context of the joke, <laughs> but he died two days later, and, the sh- and it took Gary three days to edit the show. So he drops this podcast where it sounds like I was saying you know, that she was going to titty fuck him to death, and then he died, like, like I was saying, it after he already died. That is so a way to it was, go, though. It was one, but it was one of the worst. I mean, man, timing matters. It could really bite you. I obviously um, never would have said that if if I yes knew you would one. have I didn't even know Kenny <laughs> that, was sick.
1: That's the line, <laughs> killing Kenny
2: Rogers is the line you won't cross. I was I cried when they killed off Kenny Rogers
0: Roasters. <laughs> that's actually you the can name imagine of Josh's how tore killing Kenny Rogers Kenny himself. <laughs> <laughs> I do, uh, ben, get it, your life insurance in order before your trip. Just uh, if you guys never had second.
2: Kenny Rogers Roasters, by the way, you are missing out. That, that was some that was some good chicken.
0: If I'm getting taken out by Dolly, I'm okay with that. So.
2: <laughs> yeah. I roast you. it One of it.
0: the better, ep- one of the best episodes of Seinfeld, the Kenny Rogers roasters episodes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All <right>. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> All right, moving on to listener questions. Uh, this one was sent in June by uh, my nephew Keegan McCann. What's uh, the date today? <laughs> it is November 11th when we're <laughs> recording this. Happy <laughs> Thanks, <Veterans> Keegan!
2: <laughs> and is it true we're having him on the show around Christmas? I heard a rumor about that <laughs> through my agent.
0: Uh, uh, possibly, but don't tell Keegan. He he doesn't listen okay. anymore. All
2: right, Keegan muffet for a second.
0: Uh, p- please let me know. Uh, sorry, dear hit podcast Marty called. That's please nice. let me know when I'm going to be invited. I'm anxiously awaiting the call. I'm going to oh, keep pushing the fact that Horizons is overrated. I also mm-hmm. got AirPod Pros the other day. Please talk about this. Uh, I'm going to go to Disney World with you and Ben in July. Happy holidays, <laughs> Keegan. Oh, he's at least on point with happy holidays. So –
2: Let's talk about AirPods Pro for a minute. I sure. think they suck. I swallowed a pair a couple of weeks ago, and <laughs> I can't hear shit. So I think that I should get my money back.
0: Did you put, like, olive oil on them? How do you uh, prepare
2: nope. them? Nope. Just got to take it like a man, buddy.
0: Take them raw. <laughs> I am I am going next
1: July. So what was he talking about this last July, or does he know my plans for next year already? Is he?
0: I believe he was referring to our prior oh trip. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, yeah, you can... <laughs> Keegan, you can uh, you can ditch the family trip and join Ben and his family in July. I think that's a good idea.
1: Tim doesn't want you there anyway, so I was supposed to (laughs) tell him that. Sorry, sorry. (laughs)
0: Uh, I I do challenge Keegan to watch uh, Martin's Ultimate Tribute to Horizons and report back. And uh, you can do like a book report on Martin's Ultimate Tribute for Horizons, and that'll be that'll be what you do on the show. Okay.
1: Hey, Keegan. Tim said that you can build a lightsaber on him. Uh, So, (laughs) and if you want a a droid, you, you can get that too. So. So yeah, this happen. is
2: this is sort of random, but it uh, was triggered by what you just said, Tim. I was scrolling through my library of Martin's vids the other day, and I was just like letting the first few seconds play. And you generally hear most of mine are Epcot, so it's like you know theme music, area music, uh, attraction music. That's how all the videos start. And then there's one that he did for Communicor. And it's like a Mike- Michael McDonald song.
0: Like, I don't <laughs> understand what the. Let uh, Yamo be there one more time. I'm going to Yamo yeah. burn this place to the ground. <laughs> it's exactly oh what God, I thought about. A, was that joke? Such but a long way to go. It's the funniest. I'm going to pull that video up. Bang! And maybe you're singing Michael McDonald at the end of the show. Just to so include <laughs> <laughs> it. Make
3: Get Make it that ready. To the border, of Mexico.
1: That's my uh, favorite TV, SCTV TV skit of all time. By the way, if you haven't seen that one, go look it up. <laughs>
0: Okay, we're gonna move away. Uh, uh, <laughs> Bruce McClintock. I,
2: uh, correction, breaking. It was Steve Winwood. My mistake. Well, okay.
0: now, uh, jokes don't work anymore. Do you're still watch- saying you're Michael McDonald. <laughs> Do you it's- watch Martin videos
2: with your pants on or off? I. <laughs>
0: It's a fair question. Stop. Answer it, Josh. I don't understand
2: why you think it would be one or the other. <laughs> Sometimes I start with my pants off and or on and they end up off by the end. Yes, the answer particular. is yes. Yes. How's this
1: harmonious
0: video? Uh
2: Epic. that I didn't know. Didn't haven't seen that. I don't think it's worth his time.
0: I think the last one he put out was part five of the Pirates of the Caribbean: Ultimate Tribute. So, uh, let's. <laughs> I'll see. make a harmonious. Vi- I'll
2: make a harmonious video tonight. I'll just light a sparkler and throw it in my toilet.
0: You're gonna buy the uh, buy the T-shirt too. Hmm. <laughs> Email from Bruce McClintock, Ben McClintock. That was not what I was going for. I was thinking of the MacGurver McClintock. Song. <laughs> there we go, McClintock. <laughs> Uh, subject, great show Hey guys, thank you for the uploads Brilliant show topic, this is also sent in June by the way Sending in
3: uh, show topics to Marty called
2: Talk. Uh,
0: brilliant show topic and great ideas for the Magic Kingdom, full disclosure I am pro-stroller uh, I, think oh. Josh, I think Josh made a comment about how the Imagineers have to take all these great ideas and settle <laughs> on just a few Do you It'll know be- why he's pro-stroller?
2: Because he's anti-pullout <laughs>
0: Uh, Don't make me suffer uh, for your mistakes. Kenny Rogers go, right? Uh, It'd be interesting to hear you take your separate ideas and make a cohesive plan for them for each park under budget. I can't wait to hear the next three episodes. Uh, (laughs) Good job, Bruce. Uh, 30 episodes ago. (laughs) So so to his point about combining all of our ideas into one Captain Planet type uh, park based on all of those ideas, the problem is we don't really get along. So those shows worked well because we could just all monologue our ideas. uh, Yeah. So trying to compromise this isn't gonna work um he uh had a little bit of a post script here Tim and Ben you mentioned your upcoming trips as being in either June or July we'll be at Universal from July 18th to the 21st I think, be a, <laughs> I think that I
1: that after your trips if
0: it overlaps <laughs> let me know and we can arrange a meet up
1: uh, we're spending all of our time with Keegan so sorry we missed you
0: <laughs> uh, Bruce I actually saw this email before our trip and deliberately avoided <laughs> you uh, for, for me I just didn't want to hear Ben sing your theme song that was pretty much what it came down to I'm already called episode 36 the arrow let me know of time nec- let me know next time you're at Six Flags over Texas I'll meet up with you <laughs> I do think actually to his point, though, uh, perhaps we go through those shows that we did, those build out shows and do like a Facebook polling. Uh, Josh, you can set that up where we have people kind of vote for what ideas they like the best. And perhaps, you know, we we have our budget and have our ideas and what we we'll allocated for those and see what we kind of come up with. Do you
2: think our listeners could be trusted with that?
0: No, not at all. I mean, whatever.
2: <laughs> They're but. all going to write in ridiculous answers <laughs> and I would expect nothing less.
0: Uh, anything related to this Bruce question. He's got another one in that we're actually going ag- to answer, but um, do, do you guys really want to revisit any of those uh, build-up shows? Just assume I mean, them-
2: well, let me answer the question with a non-answer. I do think that the uh, we had sort of unlimited pockets when we were doing it, and it would is actually another,
1: be- a- Is that another shot at my $600 million theater? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think it's fair to say that that conversation would have gone much differently if we had, you know, 25% of the budget that we pretended to have. This so, is kind of
0: leading into the next question.
2: Yeah, it is. And I'm sorry, I've been a little bit, I've like one ahead tonight. But it's, <laughs> it, it's what, what's interesting is that even though these questions are different and they're coming from different people, there's a lot of overlap between them. Oh, yeah, and absolutely. That, that's kind of what I've been thinking about. So, yeah, I think I would revisit those with a more like the pragmatic version. It's like, okay, we did our blue sky, which is what the show is supposed to be. And blue sky doesn't start with a bottom line number. Blue sky starts with ideas. But right. now to really probably drill down to the thesis that we've been making, which is that it's the, the politics and the red tape and the bean counting that, that ruins these ideas, we probably do need to put ourselves in the shoes of someone who has the constraints that the Imagineers actually seem to face.
0: I do think we addressed some of the constraint issues. And when you're realistically looking at it, that we were building out to 2035. And yes, we were more aggressive than we anticipate Disney will be. But at the same time, if you look back just at the last five years for how they've been spending money, they were probably spending money more aggressively than we did over the next 14. So uh, there, it, it is not without precedent to be spending at that pace. And but I don't it,
2: believe they have a legitimate fifteen-year view at all. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely, certainly not, I, not creatively. I mean,
0: I mean, we've seen uh, we've seen the Epcot build out that went five to seven years out, um, and that was as of four years ago. So we're kind of in the end of it, and they've whatever that build out was has been adapted. And these these are always flexible plans. Can you? I want. I mean, imagine
2: and, something for a minute. Everyone, just close your eyes, unless you're driving while you're listening to this, in which case, pull over. <laughs> remember at d23 the concept art that we saw for the new epcot which time huh. fair enough um the one i'm thinking of where it was largely a rorschach test but it was a lot of open green space is yep. was really sort of the feature of it is it the imagine, one with the floating triangles imagine if put that yeah imagine <laughs> if what that concept art actually depicted is what is there now like how ridiculous that would have been. I mean, we are in an absurdly bad place with that park, even compared to the extraordinarily generic artwork that we got for it. I mean, it's yeah. it's amazing. It's just amazing what a train wreck that place has become.
0: It's a lot of brown space right now.
2: Yeah, and structured walls and a lot, caterpillars, a lot of pillars, yeah. not the alive kind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but to your to your I... point about like governing, uh, putting putting the governors on. Uh, our, our concepts here that goes into the next question, but Ben, I, it sound like I may have cut you off.
1: I was just going to say, I think we could go back and do this. We'll, uh, you and I will just handle the attractions that we came up with yep. and we'll just take whatever ideas Josh has for stroller parking, uh, and incorporate <laughs> those in.
0: Find, find ways to change the transportation on how you get from the parking lot to the, uh, to the front gate.
1: Making it much more difficult, yes.
0: It sure as hell not going to be parking lot trams. We know that It's much. not more difficult. Uh,
2: okay. All right. Let me explain why, you're, <laughs> you're, why your comment is you're erroneous.
1: Gonna, <laughs> what you, you're going to take the skyline to the ferry boat. Erroneous. And the ferry boat like going go to the monorail like- station. <laughs> the Montreal station, you have to take the uh, friendship <laughs> ship over to <laughs>
2: All right, so here's Ben's idea of how to write a good story. So, <laughs> what you really care about is the first page and the last page. All this stuff yeah. in the middle is just inconvenient and difficult and a waste of time. It's like, true. That's the fucking story. I hope like, my that's, mom to That's drop the me business off of the these people gate. are supposed to be in. Look at Disneyland. Look at Magic Kingdom. This They got progressively further away from this as Walt's legacy died.
0: If Josh Good wants talk. to go to the Magic Kingdom, he parts of the D- at Disney Springs, takes a bus to the Yacht Club, walks over to Epcot, takes a skyliner from Epcot to Caribbean Beach, and then Caribbean Beach to Hollywood Studios, then Hollywood Studios back to Epcot, and then no. he uh, walks the front of Epcot, takes a monorail over to, takes the transportation center, takes the boat over to the Magic Kingdom, and bam, six hours later he's in the park.
2: Dream bigger. I take an airline from Indiana to Tampa. Then I take a Sunbright train from there to West Palm Beach. Then I take an Amtrak to Orlando. Then I Uber from the airport to the park. Then I start on where you picked up.
0: I recognize that I'm opening myself up for jokes here. But if you want to make a joke about my mother at 73 years old, feel free. Uh, Josh, you and my mother would get along swimming like the uh, amount of ridiculous planning. Especially that four she years ago. <laughs>
1: Is this where we let everybody know that we are planning a uh, transportation show in the near future for Josh? We are.
0: We, we've been putting it off for the next uh, three years and uh, probably be another 12 before we do it. But And when uh, I build a monorail from my kitchen to the uh, side of the contemporary,
2: <laughs> I don't want to hear any shit. But it's a million dollars per mile, Josh. That's fine. It's fine. It's not my money. <laughs> We're stealing it from the guests. It'll be fine. <laughs>
0: So moving on to this, uh, uh, we actually uh, had a discussion uh, <laughs> within the last month about looking at those smaller projects that can be done in the park. I think we, what do we call it, like paper cuts or uh, something paper like cuts. that? Yeah. So we do have a series of shows lined up, and that is going to go to uh, this question from Mike Paremsky. Uh, if I'm butchering that, sorry. Uh, his subject is big budget refurbs with a less common spelling R-E-F-E-R-B-S fellas I like the show it's more than the residue of WWE Kingdom cast RIP and what the fuck and <laughs> WWE fanboys RIP rather than huge budgets how about y'all have a total of $100 million per park to fix or build stuff out for example you should be able to put together the play pavilion or the outdoor party beer garden at Epcot for that price and those are viable pluses uh, I'm going to guess both of those are probably twofold what his $100 million budget is just because of the way Disney spends money. But anyway, heck, the beer garden should have a substantial return on investment anyway. Uh, He is not referring to the Germany beer garden, but that festival pavilion, I believe, was going to have a booze component to it. Support this. $100 Hundred million per park should be doable. Can you redo DinoLand and Animal Kingdom for that? No, you can't. Nope. Uh, or is it just a cheap reface on top of a cheap land? Can you reskin Dinosaur to Indiana Jones for that? Probably. I'm get, uh, he, he's but all this over is, the board this for this us.
2: Is a, ironically, that's the perfect Jurassic Park reference because if you're going to spend, if you have a hundred million dollar budget for DinoLand. Yeah. And you decide to res- reskin that attraction? That's you spent the money totally wrong. Like yeah. that is not oh, that is not the that is not the tumor in that park even by a mile.
0: No, no, it's uh, you probably need two to three hundred million to to truly fix that area. Uh, I mean, let's call it what it is. It was broken when it was Chester and Hester's, and they've removed Primeval Whirl. Um, the spinner was never really the problem, but it's not part of the solution. So. Uh, getting rid of that, getting rid of the carnival games, and getting a blank slate is really the move. Um, I, I honestly feel like conflating. So there's going to be a
2: Tomorrowland Society podcast coming up. I'm I'm sure you guys gave uh, Dan my email. I'm I'm presuming because he asked me yeah. f- for my thoughts, and he basically asked that question. And I'll, I won't get into the specifics of what I've been thinking about, but in my mind, really conflating Chester and Hester's with uh Dinoland is, is problematic because yeah. they're just, that it's is like, different things. It, it's two different things. And one of them is really bad. And one of them honestly is fine yeah. in my opinion. So I, I think it's real easy to fall into that trap, but it's like you have kind of a very small area there, which is the primary contributor of the problem. So I think when you're allocating money to, to address that whole, that area as a whole, it better be biased toward the part that's oh, yeah. obviously yeah. broken.
0: I mean, we talked about it on our Animal Kingdom show. I think, Ben, you left it alone, but Josh, I'm pretty sure you said, yeah, we got to do something about this area. Yeah. And you also, adjacent to that, have the Finding Nemo Theater as well. So if you if you absorb that space, you actually have a ton of space in that area. It's not quite like the entire footprint of Kilimanjaro Safaris, but it's pretty much the footprint of a substantial land. Whether it's, it's big. Like, no, it's yeah. – yeah, I Googled,
2: so. The first thing I did when when Dan sent that email is I, I just pulled up Google Earth to see exactly what space was encompassed by that. And I was actually really surprised by how yeah. large it really is.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of space there. But to his, to his question about taking $100 million per park, uh, we have a, a show concept idea or multiple show concept ideas where we're going to go around the parks. And it, I don't even know that, it, that our ideas would be as substantial as a retheme to a land. I think it would mm-hmm. be much smaller things, things that we, uh, see in an attraction where, uh, a small tweak could fix it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you could put the Yeti into that category, uh, where a hundred million dollar budget, a Yeti fix might be, you know, 10 to 15% of that. But, uh, other things that I think I threw out, um, was timing on the spaceship or, uh, on spaceship earth, when you rotate to the 180 degree top. Yeah, it's been uh,
2: off for years.
0: It, where, where the timing has been off. like Just things like that that bother us as fans where uh, we could go down a bullet point And something like that doesn't cost a substantial amount of money. I mean, it'll still cost Disney $6 million to do it. But uh, things that we've seen with the parks that we uh, feel can be addressed – and it might be, when we look around Epcot, there are plenty of sightline issues. If we can solve some of those problems with a little bit of money, as opposed to putting an attraction in its place, um, those are the types of things we'd be looking at. But, uh, Mike, we have a series of shows planned about this question. I'd spend,
1: um, a, I'd spend a hundred million dollars on actually making the Dino Institute an actual Institute, because I don't know if you saw the Inside the Magic article, but that's it's just a building behind that uh, facade there. Like for a ride, it's not really a dinosaur I was, institute.
0: I was blown away by that one. <laughs> that's funny. And do you know that the the facade for haunted mansion? is just a facade. That building is fucking enormous.
1: I was going to say, the best part about his email was not associating me with my time on Inside the Magic. uh, Oh my God. Compared to you, because I want people to forget that I was, you know, I liked my time with Ricky, but the current Inside the Magic, what the, no association with that whatsoever.
0: We've shat on Corliss uh, for doing like clickbait type articles and we were we were pretty ruthless to Corliss and we uh, admittedly you know uh, people criticized us for going on his show uh, <laughs> that was a trumpian thing people said this uh, no yeah,
2: I'm gonna go ahead and just say this right now if the thing that you're criticizing me for is having a conversation with someone who I might agree with you're wrong
0: yeah that, that's yeah, we've we've had uh, points on this show. Uh, we try not to get political on the show, but just in general, uh, if you disagree with somebody, have a conversation with them about it. Um, with inside if the magic, that doesn't work
2: out, then you punch
0: them. Then you punch them with inside the magic. <laughs> I I have reached out to them directly, saying, "You guys used to be better than this. What what is going on here?" And. It is no. We're just going to double and triple down on some of this bullshit. So uh, yeah. yeah, you can you can go ahead and just unfollow them on Twitter. That's just probably your best bet. Because well, how are you going
1: to not? How are you going to find out that that the building behind Rock and Roller Coasters? That's where the actual rides at. Like it's not a it's not a real record
0: label. Breaking yeah. confirmed. It is it is ridiculous. They are far and away it's not really a record label. <laughs> they are far and away <laughs> the worst. And don't get me wrong, there are plenty of sites that are guilty of. Of clickbait type headlines, Not but like this, this is just this is just ridiculous. Um, and Alicia Stella was right on. She said, "Stop linking to them. Stop even posting screenshots of them. Just ignore them in hopes that they finally die a painful death." In this, because it really is atrocious what they're doing. Um, but anyway, uh, this next <laughs> next one comes to us from. They make,
2: I would say they make Corliss look like Walter Cronkite, yeah. <laughs> which is which is pretty <laughs> impressive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one comes to us from Jason, and I meant to make a joke about his name, but I forgot to write his last name down, so it's just going to be Jason, unfortunately. Um, subject, uh, uh, Magic Kingdom Buildout. Hey, Tim, uh, you guys aren't on the show anymore. Just listen to the Magic Kingdom build Out episode. I like your idea and name for Riverfront Square. Go ahead and lean into it with your Haunted Mansion idea, since the exterior is based off a home on the Hudson River Valley. Thanks for such a fun and interesting show. Um, this kind of goes to those build out shows because i think we all looked at that area with a, a, a perhaps destructive eye and just coming up with different ideas for it but appreciate the uh, the feedback and tim grassy right again sounds made up yeah i hate Next question. This is another one where I didn't put down the last name. Uh, we want to make sure that these guys are searchable in any, uh, in any database that you might want to look them up for. Uh, this is Joe from Long Island. I'm sure there's no Joes from Long Island. Yeah, right. uh, <laughs> yeah that's that sounds made up, Joe. Um, Their next
2: question is uh, from Tony from Long Island, which covers everyone in every male in Long Island.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I've been listening to you guys since your beginning, and I want to give you a little insight on my last trip. We're down the past month in Disney World, right around the time of the Genie Plus announcement. Talking to a cast member, my three-year-old daughter was trying to tell them her favorite character was Lightning McQueen. Outside of the laughs about my daughter dancing around with her Lightning McQueen, uh, they said they were just talking about him because they heard he was going to be the new mascot for the Lightning Lane as Makes a joke. Sense. As a joke, they were talking about whether, first off, Bob Chapex never heard of uh, Lightning McQueen. Um, they're talking about whether or not when someone buzzed their watch or magic band in the Lightning Lane scanner, it would say ka-chow instead of the current noise. I'm wondering, maybe ka uh, in all seriousness, <laughs> I agree. <Agreed>. Well played. <laughs> I agree that you all think these uh, upcharges, including the new AP discounts, uh, sorry AP announcements discounts, that's cute, Tim, uh, will eventually lead to Bob Chapek being let go. Josh DiMarro for CEO. Anybody? Keep up the great work, Joe from Long Island.
2: So I think <coughs> DiMarro. I think
0: I, I've uh, heard DiMarro.
2: Really? Okay. Yeah.
0: I've heard. Yeah, you know, I
2: don't know. I mean, there's are <laughs> all wrong. There's a, It's it, Smith. Was it what was it Tony? What was his name?
0: Uh, Just because he's from Long Island doesn't mean his name is Tony. I mean, it probably is, and he's using Joe. Joe Joe. Sorry. So,
2: (laughs) you know, I think Joe's question raises what might be at the end of the day the problem, which is who is it that you think Bob Check? Bob Chapek feels the most accountable to. And the one answer I think we could all agree on right off the bat is not park guests. No, yeah. we are, we are not who he's concerned with. We are just the cattle that is providing the beef that he's selling. And I would say as far Scarlett
0: as, Johansson, number one, then park guest number two,
2: <laughs> as far as, uh, you know, him being let go. The people who are making that decision are not motivated by the same things that we are, unfortunately. Yeah. And that's really the the sort of organizational behavior that exists within Disney right now, if you're a parks fan, is that um, – and I guess we – and when I say we, I mean park guests are really to blame because – Although we, in the micro sense, the three of us and most of our listeners, I suspect, don't like what they're doing to the parks, the, the record revenues and profits that they're making suggest that we're in the minority. And the idea that the company is going to fire a guy who's hurting the feelings of theme park enthusiasts, despite the fact that he's lining the pockets of you know the board and the top management team and the shareholders is just not how it works. So unless there is some massive change in sentiment where people start talking with their wallets and not spending exorbitant amounts of money to get less than was offered previously, then no, he's not going to be let go.
1: Well, and the thing going back to Sal's email was, uh-
2: <laughs> well done. Thank you. Uh- oh my God. <laughs> uh, I think you just killed me. I, uh, I'm coming Kenny. I'm coming. <laughs> uh it- Josh
1: Demarro isn't the answer. I smell chicken. Uh, it's it's Smith. Josh, he's been in a position of power within the Parks Division for long enough that he's had a say in all of these things. If not, he's not going
0: to be the CEO. I'd be very surprised. No. Well,
1: but, but but these things that are happening right now. uh he's delivering a lot of this information to Bob and Bob is executing it or being the final say. That's what a CEO, CEOs are oftentimes either the final say or the ones, you know, requesting something to happen. And Josh is the one coming up and and executing. I don't get where people put Josh on such a pedestal compared to Bob. He is, it's going to take.
0: Cast members like him. That's why. And
1: that, that does go a long way.
0: That has value.
1: And he laid off a, Ton of people as well. Yeah, they
0: time. they liked him pre pandemic. Let's <clears throat> yeah. Whether the opinion has changed is well. Look, I, to I've, I've, this is
2: this I've, is going be to a st- situation in a company where I had to lay people off, and it was, and I was judged harshly. And here's the bottom line: had I not done that. Everyone in that company would have been out of a job. Yeah. That's yeah. the situation. You know, so this whole is, idea no, sure. that you, you're anti employee because you have to lay off employees is quite frankly proving that you don't understand how the world Can
0: works. Can we uh, dispel our listeners of the notion that if Disney didn't lay off 30,000 people for three months that the company would go under? Because that's just simply not true. Yeah. I, I like you're, you're speaking anecdotally Josh but N- no the- but it, it's
2: not you're talking about one event but if your management mentality is to do things that are horribly destructive to the financial health of the company eventually you will be gone
0: oh of course and and,
2: that, and that's what I'm saying you don't you don't just say well today I'm going to make a terrible management decision and, and because what do you do tomorrow it just it doesn't work yeah. that way it sounds really cute on paper and we all think we have these big bleeding hearts you get put in that situation and I can assure you that if you actually are interested in the well-being of the organization that's not what you do
0: the well, the argument for, for the layoffs there, though, is that they they laid people off. Uh, and don't get me wrong. They didn't know how long the pandemic was going to uh, shut down the parks. They didn't know how long. 14 days uh, the, to
2: flatten the curve, and that starts two years uh, ago.
0: <laughs> but the the layoffs, as aggressive as they were, they are now paying for those layoffs because they cannot ramp up capacity. Yeah the, the I, I think in hindsight, you can look at it as perhaps, yes, there should have been layoffs. But I think it's also more than reasonable to say that the amount of people that they laid off was excessive.
1: He's also one of the guys who got their executive bonuses reinstated as well. So I don't feel too bad for that guy. Uh, what I Just getting back to one thing I was saying, though, was all of these things that are happening in the parks right now are coming with his sign off as well. Oh, absolutely. It, it, and so this isn't a, hey, fire, like everybody calling for Bob Chapek's head. Fire Bob. Josh moves in. Th- these same things are going to stay in place. This everything yeah. is going to take a regime change. Oh, absolutely. Not not a one or two person change. It's Josh Dimarro all-
2: didn't didn't get to where he's at right. in that company by having you know cataclysmically different ideologies.
1: Right. So everybody that just praises Josh and and vilifies Bob. You got it wrong. I hate to tell you, you got it wrong. It's, it's, they're all well, working let's, as let's, a group. Let's put on a pin in praising
2: Josh. It sounds okay. I like, I like, <laughs> it has uh, a no praise. Josh to be Josh. <laughs> no, Josh. No, Josh. Uh,
1: yeah. So it, it, that's not the answer going back to that email. It, it, moving one for the other, not going to change anything. Uh,
2: the, that, the people with the most power are the, are the guests. I, I promise. That, the, if, if tomorrow everyone says, fuck this, I'm not, I'm not going to pay twice as much to get, you know, a third of the experience. It all changes instantly. Th- that's what they're going to respond to. Everyone says all they care about is money, but they're not using their, they're not recognizing that it's the ones spending the money, that they're the ones that have the power to yeah. pull the puppet strings. So, so it exact- what we
0: sow. a very telling number that was in that earnings call. And I, I want to make sure that I'm getting this right and phrasing it correctly. And you if, 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 if well, I'm going <laughs> to put it out there, if I phrase it incorrectly, somebody please correct me. Um, my understanding is that in the last quarter, Per guest spending was up 30% from 2019, which is a significant, significant number. Yeah, that's but, mind-blowing. But it also is indicative, presumably, of significantly fewer guests in the parks and the significant increase in ticket pricing, upcharge it, it, components, every, that sort of well, thing.
1: Well, isn't everything gone up in price from merch to food to – like Right. Like so – Across the board – Everything is more expensive compared to 2019. So
0: I don't know. That, so that- we need to figure out what that, what that is, if it's yeah, uh, an actual pattern change, or is it a situation yeah. where uh, Disney is succeeding in what they wanted to do by making this a premium offering and eliminating people that make less than $150,000 a year from their target audience? and i mean i think they've already they've been shifting to that direction for a while and josh you've articulated this uh, i think better than anybody on here is that there's two ways to to raise income is to get more people going into the parks or charge or get more money out of the people that are going
2: yeah and you you can't blame them when you have a you know a finite amount of capacity and you have to increase your revenues you you can't do it by by through volume so i understand but at the same time <laughs> I think they should, I think they're being disingenuous about it. Just make it yeah. $500 a day.
0: And this is, uh, this is my note to, uh, to Joe slash Sal slash, uh, Tony's comment here. Uh, I think Bob Chapek has 100% showed his inexperience in positions of leadership. And uh, Len actually went through this pretty well. Uh, this is, uh, the installment of After the Dish that we've got here about, the Scarlett Johansson situation where I guess she was asking for 30 million and they settled for 40 because <laughs> yeah. Bob Chapek didn't want to be embarrassed anymore. I'd be very surprised if uh, Chapek's tenure as CEO matches Iger. I would be shocked, actually. Is uh, As yeah. for his replacement, I know uh, Josh Diemro is largely liked by cast members, or at least he was, but he's also largely falling in line with Chapek uh, for the parks. The good thing is... Yep. Uh, He would be a guy originating from the parks as opposed to Chapek and Iger, who mostly would not – or mostly were not parks-related.
1: I'm not not defending. Big Pussy was right in his email that (laughs) there needs to be a (laughs) change. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) What's what's this guy's name? I'm sorry. I hope he writes in every show now. Joe. Joe, you're on the level of McClintock that you're – He's he's also –
2: Oh,
0: would you say – He's going to be at Six Flags and he's going to take him out on the top of a roller coaster. Joe
1: Joe would has that, lightning lane plus access and without to our a doubt, question he's question shows. He,
2: and he's a longshoreman, right? I mean, I think it was just conclude <laughs> yes, that. I believe,
0: I believe that's correct.
1: <laughs> if, if, he can have time, if he can take time away from his union meetings to write us an
0: email. <laughs> 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 yeah, you could deal on cement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
2: no, I mean, seriously, it's – it's not very often that you get to make jokes at the expense of the guy who's going to kill you. So I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to have this opportunity.
0: If uh, anybody would like Ben's home address, we can send it.
2: I'll we, be scissoring with Jimmy Hoffa by the end of the year.
1: No, I mean, seriously, this it, is going to be like, it, this is like an Eisner-Wells level of change that has to happen for us to go in any oh, kind of different direction. We should, we should actually a
2: helicopter ride. Oh, God. Son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> Did I just solve it? No <laughs> <Episode> I, so <laughs> forty fixed. <laughs> uh, so one of the one of the things I said on here is that any uh, the next CEO of the company is going to have the digital media strength. It's not yep. going to be a Parks person. Yep they they have not valued Parks knowledge in Disney for fifteen years. It just wasn't there a
2: digital media guy that was uh, a real up and comer. Yes. Kevin Mayer, his name. Yep, that's right. I remember that name.
0: Now, I really think that we, I mean we talked about this a handful of times that the Chapek announcement as CEO effective immediately in like late February, early March of 2020. At the time, we were confused by the timing of it. We didn't know the why of it, and the why has now become increasingly obvious. Um, I wonder if if we'll ever find out was Chapek the first choice. Um, cause Kevin Mayer left the company shortly thereafter and he became, uh, t- uh, CEO of TikTok for a minute. And I don't know if he was ever offered the job, but. From somebody internally, and I obviously don't work in the offices and halls of Disney, but he seemed to check all of the boxes for the next CEO because he spearheaded Disney+. Plus. He was in charge of a lot of those mergers. It just made a ton of sense on paper for him to be the guy. No, he didn't have parks experience either, but he at least kind of made sense from a corporate level. But he also – he could be a total asshole for all we know and just was not anybody that the board wanted to get behind. But I think to the greater point here that if you want to see real change, you need somebody from outside the organization, yeah, to to make those sweeping changes. But my, so, my yeah. whole
2: point is that I don't think when you're the board right now that that's what you want. I think they want more oh, yeah, of they- this. Well,
1: they're, they're, you know, we talk a lot about the parks, obviously here, uh, but this is the second straight report where Disney Plus has been struggling. Uh, yeah. They're not. They're not growing at the rate they thought they were expecting, and, it, and it's it's taken a hit on the stock both times. Uh, I have a solution. To that. Hits
0: uh, if this show is streamed exclusively on Disney Plus Day, which is the day that this comes out, <laughs> then you're going to see upwards of two thousand additional subscriptions.
1: Well, and we, uh, I agree. Don't disagree with that at all. <laughs> um, but that that's one thing to keep an eye on, though, because Chapek has gone all in on mm-hmm. the the digital the the streaming side Disney plus and it's not growing at the rate that uh you know what we talk about they're trying to keep the shareholders happy it's not growing at the rate that the shareholders are expecting right. uh, that actually could be the thing that causes change within the company is if that thing continues to struggle uh because it's it's the future it's what everybody's going towards and Disney can't have something that's fifth sixth place in the pecking order of sure. that world That's going to be something that could cause, uh, I think, a change at the top much quicker than anything that's going on in the parks right
0: now. Yeah, the parks aren't going to be a material change. Yeah, It's going to be pissing off people in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's going to be affecting shareholders' value. It's going to be all of that. And, uh, I mean, again, anecdotally, my timing couldn't have been better. I sold my Disney stock and bought Tesla uh, a little while ago and couldn't be happier with that choice. So, um Going on to our last question of the Elon Musk poops
2: hey. are smarter than Bob J. Peck.
0: <laughs> thanks for the email, Vito. Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I should yeah this call is Vinny. one of your best yeah. shticks you've ever done, buddy. I love uh, this guy. <laughs> I, I do uh, too.
0: Subject Neverland, another email from McClintock. Uh, hey, guys, thanks for the uploads. I was McClend thinking
1: McClintock, of- <laughs> sending multiple emails into the show and shooting
3: his shot. McClintock. <laughs> <laughs>
0: was thinking about a couple of unrelated items scheduled for 2023 Epic Universe opens Bob Chapek's contract a contract ends uh so McClintock also going for the throat here uh Anyway, suppose Josh D'Amore is named CEO to boost park attendance. Okay, again, <laughs> we're going to dispel you of that notion. Josh asks himself, "What would Eisner do? Invest in the current parks? No, open another one. But it has to open quickly, and the theme is nostalgia. You only need seven rides. Uh, I'm going to reject the premise, but like the idea yep. of this. Uh, you only need seven rides, two shows, and half a train to open a Disney park. See Animal Kingdom. Uh, Animal Kingdom did not have seven rides when it opened." I don't know that it has seven. It barely has seven now. I think it's got eight <laughs> with the train.
2: Remember, Prime Primeval World's out. So is that six?
0: Uh so let's, let's see. see. <laughs> now we gotta count. Can we do yep. that? Navi. Uh, we, got, we got seven yeah. passage.
2: plus the train.
0: Sorry. Oh yeah, we probably do have seven at least. You got the spinner, the... you got Everest, you got Cali. Yeah. And Dinosaur on that side of the park. So it's seven. seven. That's <laughs> it. Yep, seven. Anyway. Um reload. park. <laughs> relocate three or four attractions from other parks, reopen two or three closed attractions, possibly in another format, add one or two new e-ticket attractions, two new shows and one nighttime show. Curious to hear what you come up with, including lands, iconic central structure, stroller parking ideas, et cetera. Uh, so McClintock, full disclosure, <laughs> another thing in the hopper is a fifth gate idea uh, show. And that's probably a ways down the, lo- down the road here. So we're not going to go too deep into what we had, but uh, I think we each came up with something for this. Uh, okay. I got I got at least five bullet points, so why don't one of you guys kick us off? Most go question, ahead,
2: Josh. <laughs> uh, Josh I'm third uh, on this one. Josh
0: elevator pitch for a fifth park. Go. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, I mean, I'm obviously not prepared to do that, but you know, I I've said many times that I think the the biggest abuse that we see in current park thinking is that they're not taking advantage of the of the blessing of size. That's why we see these replacements instead of additions. We see awkward insertions where- Mine's a
0: replacement, by the way.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, uh, there's, if you just, if you look at Google earth and you look at where the parks are, there's room around all of them. Yeah, of course. You know, I don't necessarily think that the idea of a nostalgia based park is, it is bad in concept. Obviously the optics of it have to change. That can't be the public facing idea, No, but certainly- I mean, look at we were talking about Six Flags. Look at Six Flags. There's not an overarching thematic theme there. There, but there is the opportunity. Steel. Disney has a lot of good ideas.
0: Steel. Right? It's it's a Pittsburgh
2: theme. It's steel. It's fine. That you know, God bless the contemporary. You know, they Pittsburgh Steel was actually the uh, ones who were going to run that at, at the beginning.
0: It's actually my porn name.
2: <laughs> I think it was Pittsburgh Steel. Anyway, um,
0: you know. What
2: Disney has done over time is they've taken amazing creations that they've made and destroyed them so that they no longer exist in order to be able to shoehorn some other attraction in there. And the demand for those things has not gone away. In fact, if anything, their absence has grown because they're not there. So if there was a place where Disney could put those – There is a demand for that. And if what Disney's trying to do is increase the amount of space that they can use to extract money from guests, then building a fifth gate is the right way to do it. And maybe we're the ones who are – it's so weird. We we care about these – you know, ancient, uh, extinct attractions. And we also care about thematic integrity. And the reason we don't have those classic attractions is because Disney doesn't care about thematic integrity. So if we can sort of compromise and meet in the middle and create an homage to at least the ideas of what those attractions were, you could have multiple lands. Maybe a land, maybe each of the lands in this new park represents the other parks from which these attractions came. You can have you know, s- sub-arcs within a park. We see that in all of the parks. So I don't think the idea is insane. You know, I don't have any real. There needs to be an ideas. angle for
0: it though. Like I got know,
2: not- I agree, but but my point is that let's let other people figure that out. But is there value in taking the things? Isn't that, that what Disney- we do here? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean Disney proved these things worked. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Every new attraction they build is an experiment to see if it's gonna work or not. Look at but you look at things like Horizons and uh, you know, even Maelstrom for that matter, I mean, Maelstrom's not a good example, but Horizons for sure. Like, these things worked. They had millions of people who adored them and they're left with nothing. There is no substitute for them to go to. So, people who want to give the company money in order to experience something like that currently have no ability to do so. So, if you're running a business, do you not want to produce the thing that the people who are your addressable consumers want to pay you for? I think the answer is yes. So, you know, to the first step in this conversation is not that we can't figure out what the place is going to be named or what the marketing pitch is going to be. It's that we know there's pent-up demand for this. Let's satisfy it and let's figure out how to lay it out and package it and market it so that it is, uh, you know, of the quality that people expect from the Disney company. Can Just I? Can the I? Fact p- that that bar is going yeah, down. I'm your, can your can I pop
1: his? Can I pop his balloon?
0: Yeah, uh,
1: sure. The people who are in charge of the company right now don't give a shit about nostalgia. No, they absolutely care not. money, though. You, you I'm you gotta not gotta talking find a
0: about to. you got to find an angle that works if, for nostalgia. It, here's the thing. You can't if, do a park that, on nostalgia.
1: If it was nostalgic and still made money, it would still be in their parks. The reason right. they got rid of stuff that's they've gotten rid of over the last few years, especially that we – you know, considered classic attractions. It's because they weren't making a return of investment on, on those attractions. So I think you're giving them too much
2: credit. I I don't, I don't Mm -mm. think that that you're, you're Mm -mm. stating a conclusion there without having proffered any evidence to support its validity. You can look at, Uh, you think that that missions, you think that mission space is moving the needle on attendance more than horizons did. No, I think
1: it's it's gone. Uh, Well,
0: and I think, I I think the goal was for it to, because it was stagnant, but it failed.
2: That's my and, point. Is that Ben is what Ben is suggesting is that they made the right choice. I'm telling you, you know they what? didn't make the right choice. They Made the hey, wrong you, choice. You know what? So now fix Mi- it.
1: Mission Space has a gift shop. They sell shit out of there, and Horizons didn't. Uh, great movie ride. Same thing. You know where, where was the gift shop after that? Now they have a merch with Mickey. They sell shit out the back end there. That they don't merch care is about a
0: rounding the- error on their books, though. That merch is, is relatively insignificant <clears> on the grand scale and, of a 200 million dollar attraction.
1: That's what I say about the nostalgia. They're, 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 they're trust me. Here's here's my thought on this this new light year movie coming out. Yeah. If it's a hit, that's going in mission space like yeah. next year. Like they, they have no attachment to anything whatsoever anymore. If it's not no, moving they the needle, a- they'll get rid of it.
2: They haven't. The- you're, you're missing my point completely. They, they do have an attachment. To something. They have an attachment to money. Yeah. What I'm saying is that people that have the money who want to give it to them are currently not able to enjoy the things that they're willing to pay for. When you're a business, that's the fucking thing that you're supposed to be identifying is what your potential customers are willing to pay for. They're not doing it. Disney's not for all the money they make. They're not very good at it. They're, they're, they're benefiting Mm. off of the goodwill that the, their predecessors created. They they are just, they're a new low rich (laughs) bitch (laughs) company that is profiteering off of the fact that people who came before them were competent.
1: I don't think they see any money in rebuilding anything that they've already taken out. That's what I. That's what I'm saying. Even I don't think they think the audience is big enough to bring back a Horizons.
0: No, you you don't rebuild brick and mortar style the attraction. So I've got a solution to this, and I don't think it fully answers. It's
2: Dizzy Quest, isn't it?
0: Well, it's it's very similar. Yeah. So uh <laughs> this will also piss off Josh too because we're not adding anything, but it's replacing the NBA experience, your beloved NBA experience. <laughs> uh but we've talked about this concept is that what Disney uses to uh, uh to test out attractions is they use that cave slash dish tech, and they probably have upgraded that since they've showcased it. But cave slash dish. <laughs> that that's what I'd like to see them do. Like you're 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 on a Star Trek holodeck, and mm-hmm. that's the way to recreate virtual attractions and whether it's in an Epcot pavilion or in a Disney Quest type structure um something that can be monetized but i i would be in favor of a Disney Quest type structure at Disney Springs and the other things you do there are simulator based attractions that can be those e tickets but you've got to tar- hear got
2: me basketball
0: or basketball, uh, but I'm thinking that like you can have uh, using the 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 cave slash dish dish system. They showcased it at a D23 Expo a few years ago. That's basically a flat room. You're not you're not on a motion based platform or anything like that. You're right. just experiencing the uh, the attraction. I think they showcased Mine Train and Radiator Springs Racers and maybe Test Track. Um, but to to Bruce's ask, he wanted. Uh, e-ticket attractions. What you would have to do for an e-ticket attraction in a facility like that is it's going to be a super low-capacity thing relative to what you'd find in a regular theme park because the venue itself is low-capacity. So lean into experiences that they've done well that are also low-capacity. And I know I did this. Ben, I don't know if you did, and Josh, I'm pretty sure you didn't, uh, the Void experience that they used to That's have down fantastic. there. That's fantastic. It was fantastic. I did not. Those are the types of things that if you want to do something quickly in a venue, you like this have it so if you if you want to lean into nostalgia and visit brava centauri fine but you can have things where it isn't just limited to classic attractions but you can have that star wars experience you can have that marvel experience um, in a true virtual reality setting and those are the types of kind of smaller capacity things that I think they wanted in the, uh, Jay Rizzullo pitch of, what was it, Dark Kingdom or Night Kingdom? Where he wanted that intimate experience for a significant charge, uh, with a limited capacity type thing. If they want to do something quickly, that's the type of thing that I would explore. Where, uh, whether it's all virtual based, they were, the, I think original pitch was an Animal Kingdom inspired thing with, uh, SeaWorlds, uh, what's the name of their? Limited capacity park. Uh, either of you guys remember what I'm talking about. Uh, the
2: Blowhole experience. The Discovery Blowhole experience.
0: Cove. Discovery Cove. Thank you, Ben. Um, thank you, Josh, too. That was their runner-up name.
2: Thank you. We're awake.
0: But th- those are the types of experiences that I think would be a a quick, uh, you know, getting it turned around in one or two years type thing that they could do and have it be a revenue generator. If you actually have experiences that work. I mean, the void was like. What was a 20 bucks a person for 15 minutes of entertainment. And it was awesome. Um, yeah. So those types of things are what I would like to see.
1: So my idea wouldn't be as quick a fix as that, as far as a, as far as the build out would be. But I think what this group could see as a piece of low hanging fruit would be, um, especially since universal is kind of doing this right down the road is as opposed to a nostalgic, I think they could look at their theme parks around the world and almost do like a best of park, of things that aren't already here.
0: The best uh, celebration Disney has done in our lifetime was the happiest celebration on earth because they brought attractions from around the world.
1: Yeah. And this could be a park that really had no rhyme or reason, no connectivity. It's a hub <laughs> with lands around it. And it's a, you know, mis- there's a mountain over here for journey to the center. We could of the call earth. it they're, epic universe. It's they're going to see their competitor doing it right down the road. And this group is, I could see them trying to benefit off of that. That, that would be my idea for a super quick fix. Is just is just doing a hodgepodge park of things that's already built, stuff that they don't have to put any R and D in. They got the blueprints. They just need they know what it's going to cost, and they can slap stuff together.
0: <laughs> if they and, don't have an overarching theme to begin with, you can't fuck it up.
1: Right, exactly. Uh, <laughs> my other idea, thinking outside the box a little bit, and you know, there. This is definitely getting in the world of gray area. But they're doing it right now in their parks already, where they charge you to ride certain rides, you know, yep. to jump the line. So they're not—they're not afraid. Of, they have an app that can charge you on a per-ride basis. We all know that the limitations they have with the Marvel properties because of the contract with Universal and sure. not being able to put those characters in a theme park. But what if it wasn't a theme park? Whoa! What if it was just an it area? Just blew my
0: mind off. <laughs> what if it was a nighttime activation?
3: And over here was Avengers
1: Campus, and if it's not a park, so there's no admission for you to go into this area that's got restaurants and shopping and just cool place to hang out. But I want to go ride uh, the new Avengers ride for eight dollars or fifteen dollars. The fact and that I there's a price point,
0: you won't be able to do it legally. Do you th-
2: always ask for forgiveness, not permission? <laughs>
1: exactly. That you're not. You're charging on it. You're not. It's not a park.
0: I wonder if they've it's gone an through experience. the semantic argument type. Uh, Thing Like, if See, they were to put an Avengers campus at Disney Springs and mm-hmm. there's no I mean, gate they, they, to I, enter the park. So, so that, that was the deal with the – mo- the, the, the oh, monorail
1: yeah. could do the resort loop, but it couldn't do the Epcot loop. I mean, they, they've they dipped their toes in those things. I mean
2: – This is all about being a textualist versus an originalist. Like, <laughs> what, what it means to not be able to do it in a theme park.
1: Yeah. Yep. But you've got enough rides now. You, or you're starting to get enough rides around the world. What if you just had a – Entertainment district that had the Ant Man and the Wasp ride for ten dollars each in your app, just to go ride. You don't have to ride it. We're not, you know, in in your. We're not charging you to get in here. Hell, we won't even charge you to park. But if here, you want to do test these things, out.
0: so currently at Disney Springs they have a carousel and like a very small toy train. Mm-hmm. Put like a Marvel character on that carousel and just see yep. what happens because they're yep. charging like two bucks for it. Um, whatever it is, it's probably more than that. It's probably twenty seven fifty to ride a shitty carousel, but um, they they do charge admission for that ride, and you want to test it out, uh, dip your toe in the water that way, and yep. retheme that carousel to you're riding on the backs of Marvel characters. Why not?
1: I so. want credit for this idea when okay. this area opens, <laughs> like next to Flamingo Crossing or whatever. Uh, that this is this is that's what they need to do. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's the way to get around the Universal Contract. That's all I can think of.
0: Uh, I, I made the joke earlier, but uh, Bruce, from a- any time that you email the show with a request for a nighttime show, the new term is nighttime activation. So if you can use that <laughs> going forward, we would appreciate it. I am waiting for a drone show. So this new park, can have a drone show. That's what I want. There we go. Yeah. Activate. And, and the drone show can just be showing the old Epcot logos. It'll just change from one <laughs> to another and the LED colors will change and I'll be happier than a pig in shit. So let's, better and let's, harmonious. Be
2: ra- let's pitch it in a way where management might buy, off, might buy off on it. The drone show will simply be the Disney stock ticker constantly oh, going go. by. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's going to be a lot of red in that one. Anything else How- on McClintock or any of these other questions? How many
1: drones would it take to recreate Horizon show scenes?
0: <laughs> Depends on what scale you want to go with. One
1: eighth.
3: <laughs> I don't, know.
0: What I don't eight? even know what that means, but I'm amused. Well, I just love
2: that you answered that question <laughs> with made up nonsense. <laughs> That's what the re- show is. Gotta That's re- the name re- this. <laughs> we,
1: we got our show title
2: made up nonsense. If you, if you would like, three guys your question that are answered. full of shit making fun of a company <laughs> for being full of shit.
0: <laughs> Uh, If you have any questions or topic ideas, you can email us at martycalled at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter under the username at martycalled or join in on the discussions in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash martycalled. We'd also appreciate our listeners bookmarking our Amazon affiliate link over on martycalled.com. I assume most of our listeners are degenerates with no family to join them for Thanksgiving. And if that's you, you can purchase sliced turkey breast directly through our Amazon affiliate link. doesn't cost you a penny more but helps us us out while you enjoy your gourmet Thanksgiving (laughs) day. Dinner. ben where can we find you online uh you can find
1: me on twitter at backside underscore water and you can find my top 10 column in every issue of attractions magazine are you reporting in inside the magic anymore huh. did you see
0: my photos of the haunted mansion <laughs> i did i did uh yeah. josh same question not about inside the magic but where you are online
2: uh, I'm at Utilidors.com. We also are featuring uh, boar's head meat this month. Uh, we have specials <laughs> on that, so it's exciting. That's so, good if you want right to kick up your sandwich game and uh, get a monorail t shirt while you're at it, come on over there.
0: You got that you're Chipotle Mayo on there? Boar's Head Chipotle Mayo is good stuff. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, we got all kinds of pepper seasoning from uh, mothertuckershot sauce.com.
0: Oh, sorry, I'm, I didn't realize I was mentioning a competitor. Uh, <laughs> you can find me at WW Theme Parks on Twitter, www.themeparks.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good one. Good night, everybody. Such a long way
3: to go.
1: the men that listen to Marty call
3: I keep forget not in love anymore I keep forget they will never be the same again I keep forget how hey, you made it so clear I can't forget nothing every time you near. Every time I hear you smile Here you have no Saying you can only say a while And I know that it's hard for you To say the things we won't know are true Tell me how come I can't forget Oh I can't forget, this will never be the pain of I can't forget how you made that show clear. I can't darling. I hate both of you.